Cemeteries can be very emotionally charged places to visit. When you visit a cemetery, it's usually to pray in front of the remains of a loved one or to contemplate maybe a friend who was buried there. Cemeteries oftentimes as well uh, can be quite an interesting place when you begin to explore the different tombstones. And I remember as a kid, this is something I would do whenever I was brought to the cemetery. I'd start wandering the tombstones and try reading them to see what I could learn. And there was interesting things there I found as a child. You'd see when they were born and you'd try to find who was there the earliest, who was born the earliest. You'd find out information, for example, where they came from, where they immigrated from. You could also read kind of details on the tombstone about their life and maybe some values that they found to be important. Tombstones then, or, or graves or tombs, are places oftentimes where we can learn something. The gospel today that we heard about the story of the raising of Lazarus also shows us how we can learn a lot from different tombs. In the gospel today, I think that there are three tombs that are discussed. One of them is very explicit in the gospel, and the others are more implicit. But from each of these three tombs, we can learn something from this gospel. The first tomb is the tomb that is most obvious in the gospel, the tomb of Lazarus. And from this story, what's happening around the tomb of Lazarus, we learn that we have a God who is very close to us in our grief, who sympathizes with us and grieves with us. Death, of course, is a universal human experience. We all know our loved ones pass away and we grieve them. We also consider our own mortality, and this can fill us with anxiety when with angst. Death is a universal experience. It comes for all of us. There's a story once told about the life of Alexander the Great that kind of illustrated this. So Alexander the Great once uh, had a friend, Dionysus, who he was talking with one day, and Dionysus happened to be in a field and was kind of searching through some bones that had been strewn there in this field. And Alexander the Great, this great king, he goes and he asks him, what are you looking for among the bones? Dionysus said to him, I'm searching for the bones of your father, the great King Philip. However, I can't find them because I can't distinguish his bones from the bones of all the common people who are here among him. Alexander, of course, understood what Dionysus was trying to teach him about this, that in death, it does not matter if you are a great king or a common person. Death is an experience that kind of binds each of us. Death marks all human experience, and we all struggle in different ways with grief when loved ones have passed away. We mourn their loss, of course, but we see in the gospel here that Jesus is so close to us in our grief. Jesus is not a distant sort of character. Jesus, we see, mourns greatly the death of his friend Lazarus. Jesus is disturbed and perturbed by the suffering of those around him. We read that John describes him as being moved deeply, and we read in what is the shortest verse in the entire Bible that Jesus wept. When he came there to the tomb of Lazarus, Christ wept, and when he saw all the suffering of the people around him, he was deeply moved. So we learn then from this tomb of Lazarus that Christ is with us in our suffering and our mourning. Jesus accompanies us. He suffers with us. He sympathizes with us. 
The second tomb from which we learn something in this gospel is not a tomb that is explicit in this story, but is certainly pointed to by the tomb of Lazarus. John, in his gospel, has in a very interesting and beautiful way linked the tomb of Lazarus and what is happening around the tomb of Lazarus to the tomb of Jesus, where Christ will be buried later in the gospel. When you compare in John's gospel the tomb of Lazarus and what's happening around it to that of Christ, you see many similarities and a very important difference. The similarities is that both the tomb of Lazarus and that of Christ are caves. Both have a rock that covers the entrance of the cave. In the story of the burial of Jesus and Lazarus, we see that Mary has an important role, as does Thomas in the later resurrection of Christ. There is, however, an important difference in the way that John has linked the tomb of Lazarus to the tomb of Jesus. And this has to do with the clothing that Lazarus and Jesus are buried with and rise from the dead with. So Lazarus, we hear in the gospel, is bound or he's buried with cloths of two kinds, cloths that cover his hands and feet and also a cloth that covers his face. John describes two types of cloths and we notice that when Lazarus comes out of the tomb, he's still wearing these burial bands of the two kinds and Jesus tells the people to unbind him. In Jesus' tomb, though, we see something very different we see that when Peter and the beloved disciple enter the tomb of Christ and notice it's empty, what do they find in the tomb? Two burial bands, the bands that covered Jesus' body and a burial cloth that covered his face. What is John telling us in this difference? John is trying to indicate that although there's many similarities, a connection between the raising of Lazarus from the dead and the resurrection of Christ, there's an important difference. Lazarus is coming out of the tomb wearing his burial garments. This indicates that Lazarus will die. He'll need them again. He will rise again on the last day, but he will not live for eternity. Christ, however, when he rises from the dead, when he leaves the tomb, leaves the burial bands behind. Jesus will never need them again. Christ has risen now to eternal life. Ultimately, then, at the tomb of Christ, we learn something important. We learn that because of Jesus and his resurrection, we too will live forever. We will never need again these burial bonds, these burial cloths. Because of this, although Christ is there to comfort us in our sorrow and mourning, Jesus also fills us with hope in the face of death, to realize that death is not the end of the story. In Christ's resurrection, which we learn about at his empty tomb, and the burial bands left behind, we know that life has the last word ultimately. The third and final tomb then, that is at least brought to mind when we consider the story of Lazarus, is our own tomb, our own burial. Certainly in John's Gospel, when it talks about the death of Lazarus and his raising to life, John wants us to consider our own mortality and how we view this. John, we learn about here in the Gospel, has a very interesting interaction or dialogue recorded between Martha and between Jesus. And it's very significant. It happens just before the rising of Lazarus from the dead. Martha is talking to Jesus and Jesus is trying to comfort her and console her. And he says, you know, your brother will rise from the dead. 
And Martha says, I know he will rise at the, at the last day, at the resurrection of the dead. So Martha significantly already believes in the resurrection of the dead. But Jesus wants to teach her even something more important. Jesus then goes on to say, I am the resurrection and the life. This, of course, is one of the famous I am statements in John's gospel, where Jesus identifies himself as God, but explains something about who he is, that he is not only the one who makes resurrection possible, but Jesus is life itself. When we're close to Jesus here and now, Jesus wants to tell Martha, we already experience the fullness of life that Christ came to bring us. We will be raised from the dead, but already here and now, when we're with Christ, we live a life of grace, of peace, of fulfillment. We experience this fullness of life when we are close to Jesus. So in our own tomb, when we consider our own death, Jesus wants to teach us then to approach this situation with hope, that death doesn't have the last word, but also Jesus wants to encourage us to live close to him, who is the source of life. The closer we are to Christ, the more we experience the fullness of life that he came to bring us. This amazing story of Lazarus then calls to mind three different tombs from which we learn something. The tomb of Lazarus, the tomb of Christ, and our own eventual burial place. Ultimately, death, this common human experience, certainly fills us with grief, but we take hope that Christ is with us, supporting us, and most of all, we affirm our faith today in the resurrection, which fills us with hope. Each and every Mass on Sunday, we have the opportunity to affirm our faith in the Creed. This Sunday, when we pray that we believe in the resurrection, let us remind ourselves of the implications of this. When we say, I believe in the resurrection, we affirm that Christ ultimately is the resurrection and the life. He will, at the end of time, bring us, raise us from the dead, and this fills us with hope, but it's a reminder for us to stay close to him here and now because he is life and he is joy.